want you to come up with me to, to Philippians, the fourth chapter. We want to go to Philippians in the New Testament, if you will. Turn there with us. And here Paul is basically doing, talking a lot about spirituality and the thought life of believers. So this month, uh, since the whole year is reset 2021, uh, we want to deal with resetting our thinking. Say that with me, reset your thinking. Just look down the road and tell everybody, to reset your thinking. And I just want to start this off to put a uh, foundation to it, groundwork for the whole um, month of December, uh, thoughts on thinking. That will be our subtopic today, or our topic today is thoughts on thinking. That's a tongue twister if you say it fast, but thoughts on thinking. Philippians, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse, and many of you have read this many times. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, the hearers, and most of all, the doers of his holy word. Our thought life needs our attention. Our thought life needs our submission to the word and the way of the Lord. And today I want to talk about some biblical help to do just that. Thoughts on thinking. First, and before I get too far into it, if you if you have um, an iPhone, iPad, if you don't already have it, but download the, our app so that you can see the notes on our uh, app, okay? The Winning Church app. Please download that so you can have the notes and then you can take what I tell you and take it with you home, okay? So please do that. The first thought that I have today on the thoughts on thinking, look at this. Dare we allow God to see what we are thinking? Now I have to pause for a moment to, to think about that because the average person does not want God to know what they're thinking. As a matter of fact, we don't want God to know what we're thinking all the time. But David had the colossal nerve to say, search me, O God. Now, you know what? You're going to have to have a relationship with God to say this kind of stuff right here. Because a lot of times I'm thinking, I don't want God to know what I'm thinking. 
But search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. That's in the NIV. But here's another version. It says, O God, let the secrets of my heart be uncovered. If God uncover our secrets, he already know, but what if he told other folk about our secrets? I'm glad God don't tell my business. How many of y'all feeling me on that? Because God told our business we'll be so embarrassed we'll run 138 miles before we look back. Now why 138, Bishop? I don't know. That's what came to my mind. You know, sometimes you're talking to stuff, just be birthing, you know. So I said, oh, God, let the secrets of my heart be uncovered and let my wandering thoughts be tested. If our thoughts are tested, they're not always good. Because our world has trained us to always initially think bad, think wrong, think doubt. Why do we think the worst before we think the best? When our world is messed up the way it is, here it is, our first thought should always be love. Say that with me. My first thoughts should be love. Now, that's not always true. Because when somebody does something to you, your first thought is not always love. Your thoughts are, if they keep on talking, I'm about to knock them down. <laughs> Your thought is, now listen now, listen, I'm really, uh, I'm, 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 I'm working on some things. Your thoughts are not the best initially. That's why you have to have God involved in your life so that your thoughts can become better. If all you listening to is the television, your thoughts are going to be bad all the time. Because bad is what sells. And today, these nuggets that I give you thoughts on thinking, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I need you to write this down before I forget it and I may say it again. Change your thoughts. Write it down. Type it in. You'll change your life. Change your thoughts. Change your life. I don't know why my life is like it is. Change your thoughts. And you'll change your life. Well, I'm going to always lose. Thank you. Change your thoughts. Look like everybody else win. Everybody else get the blessing. Thank, change your thoughts. I'm the only one. Change your thoughts. I can't get ahead for going backwards. Change your thoughts. Well, you always change your thoughts. I can't get through to you. Change your thoughts. God, give me wisdom on how to get through to them. 
Have you ever asked God for wisdom on how to do it? You've already judged the situation and counted it out. Say, I cannot get through to them, so I'm going to stop trying. Can I give you another nugget? If you never try, you will never obtain. You, 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 you say, I, 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 can't, I can't get that job, but you won't try to go for it. You'll never have it. If you never try, you'll never experience what your trying would produce. If you never try, you will never experience what your trying would do. That's because of your thinking. See, you already thought and you think other folks are better than you. You think because of the family that they were born in that they got a leg up. You think because you was born on this side of the track, they don't know. And, and, and your thought life guides you. And you can't allow other people to guide your future because of what they send through your ear. Because whoever has your ear has your future. If I block that from coming in my ear, it will never affect the direction I'm going. As my mama would say when she was here, it's got to be like waters off a duck's back. You understand what I'm saying? So ladies and gentlemen, your thinking has to change. George Myers calls it think, stinking thinking. Your thinking is stinking. So dare we allow God to see what we are thinking. Now watch this. A, our thoughts are known to the Lord. How do I know that, Bishop? Well, I'm glad you asked me how I know that. Because Psalms 94 and 11 come here and say, the Lord knows the thoughts of man. There it is. He knows that they are futile. What does that mean? They are pointless. That what They are useless. No results. Your thinking, your human thinking, your manly thinking, a lot of time is futile. It has, it produces no results. So why not think like God think? Now how do I think like God think? Through his word. You didn't like that one. Psalms 139 and 2. I told you I had a lot of them so you get the notes. Then you won't have to write anything down. You know when I sit. This is talking about the Lord. And when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar off. God knew what you were thinking when you were living in California on your way to Georgia.
what you were thinking in 2023. <laughs> Wait a minute, I haven't got to 23 yet, 23 yet. He going to know what you're going to be thinking now, what you're going to be thinking then. Oh, my God. See, that's why I don't understand why people don't want God. Because there's no way around him. <laughs> you know, he's ubiquitous. He, he's, he's everywhere. So our thoughts are known by the Lord. He said, you know when I sit and when I rise. When y'all were standing a moment, he knew where you were standing, and he knew the exact second when you were going to sit down. Isn't that amazing? He perceived the thoughts of far off. God said, I'm in New Zealand, but I hear what y'all thinking over there in Georgia. He hear your thoughts far off. He heard them at 2 a.m. in the morning. I ain't know my name 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. in the morning. I don't know whether the first lady was snoring or not because I was enjoying my own snore. He knows your thoughts are far off. So what is telling us? There's never time that you can outsmart God or outthink God. <laughs> so I, I, I dare you allow God to see what you're thinking because A, our thoughts are known to the Lord. B, our thoughts do not please God. They don't. Come here, Isaiah, and tell us why our thoughts does not please God. Isaiah 55 and 7. You look up on the screen if you don't have the... Uh, you know, the, if you don't have the app. It says, let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his, what? Thoughts. Forsake them. Get rid of them. Let him turn to who? The Lord. If you're here today and you haven't turned to the Lord, he's saying, please, ma'am, please, sir, turn to the Lord. At the end of your life, God's going to know whether you, what you're thinking, whether you're thinking whether or not I should give my life totally and completely to the Lord or I'm just going to say, you know what, I don't want God even until my last breath. But look what he says. He says, let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. I did that one day. I said, my way is not good enough. I mess it up every time. I find myself messing up the way every time. My thoughts were evil. Are you following me? He said right here, he gives you an instruction. Let him turn to the Lord. And when he turned to him, God ain't going, yes, you know, well, I don't want you. He said, he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will, will, will freely pardon. God said, I'll pardon you. I'll forgive you. I will release you and I will accept you as a son or a daughter. Not only that, but our thoughts can please the Lord. See, at one time, we did not please the Lord. 
But God has got this thing so, set up so awesomely that you can make a turn and your thoughts can please the Lord. How do we know that? Proverbs 15 and 26. The Lord detests the thoughts of the wicked, but the, those of the pure are pleasing to him. We will allow God to clean our hearts. We will allow God to clean our lives. He's recognizing us as pure, not because of what we've done, but because who we are covered by. He don't see us like we he's seen us before Christ. All he sees now is that we are covered by the blood. Would you ask everybody on your road, do you have good coverage? I'm not talking about prudential. I'm not talking, no. I'm not talking about athlete. I'm talking about covered in the blood of Jesus. The best insurance on the entire planet. Look at Ecclesiastes 10 and 20. I know you're enjoying these scriptures like I did. Do not revile the king even in your thoughts. Don't be talking about the king in your thoughts. Don't talk out loud. Why? Or curse the rich in your bedroom. Why? Because a bird of the air may carry your words and a bird on the wing may report what you say. Now they told me when I was a little boy, if you can't say nothing good. Oh, they told y'all the same thing. Y'all grew up with the same type of grandma and granddaddy, right? If you can't say nothing good, don't what? Don't say nothing at all. Why do we violate that? Since you already know that, why do we violate that? We're not thinking clear. We're not thinking clear. So, number one, we got to, do you dare to, oh God, know your thoughts. Number two, the Lord knows our thoughts. Say that with me, the Lord knows our thoughts. Now, how do we know that? Matthew 9 and 4 says, knowing their thoughts, this is what Jesus, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? That's why I said, why would, why would you serve God, first lady? Because he already know whether you got evil in your heart or not. Jesus sitting there shaking his head saying, they think I don't know, but I see them walking around here with evil thoughts in their heart. You ain't said a word, but your heart's speaking so loud. Then Matthew says it again in, in, in 12 and 25. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom, oh, I love this scripture. Every kingdom divided against itself will be what? Ruined. Every kingdom divided itself will be ruined, right? And every city or household divided against itself will what? Warner Robbins, listen, if we are divided, we will not stand. He said every city. This city has been too divided for so long. It's now time for us to come together. We classify ourselves as an international city. Huh? But we must be what we call ourselves. If we continue that way, we will not stand. And then he breaks it down. He goes from the federal, which is the top folk. Where do you see that at, Bishop? He said kingdom. The kingdom means the entire nation. 
if it is divided, y'all hear me? He said, if my God, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined if America don't get it together. If the kingdom of America don't get it together. going to be ruined. You see, you try to hide in the kingdom. You try to hide in the, you know, the city. But here's a place you can't hide. Household. All you fictitious people, pseudo-Christians. At the household, you are holy terror. Come out here, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Jesus, I love you. And all your kin people sitting on the road with you saying, if you only knew them at the house. He elder at the church, but he is a Haiti raiser at the house. <laughs> okay, y'all don't like this kind of talk. So Luke 9 and 47 said, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and made him stand beside. So in, in other words, these, all these verses of Scripture are saying that Jesus knows our thoughts. So in no sense, you're trying to talk your way out and trying to say, well, Lord, you don't understand me. You don't understand me. You don't know what I'm going through. Now, if he know your thoughts, he know what you're going through. He knew what you were going to be going through before you knew you were going to be going through. He knew the test that you were going to be faced with before you knew the test because, matter of fact, he probably made the test up. All right, let me hasten. Number three, we can control our thoughts. Say that with me. I can control my thinking. Now, hey, we can shut God out. Did you know that? How do we know that? Psalms 10 and 4. In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. And in all his thoughts, there is no room for God. Let me ask y'all something. Is there anything that you're involved in that you think that you will put before God? By your actions, do you put things and stuff and people before God? If I had to linger longer or spend more time with, who would it be? Would it be the person, place, or thing? Or would it be God? If I had to make extra room and, and say, I got to put more time over here, would it be in your stuff of this world or would it be God? Now, y'all saying all the right answers, but I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of our actions are saying different. See, in here, you can say the right answer. But what about Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, huh? Because we say God. But it is, it is a fight to get you to, 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 to attend Bible study. 
I had about three, four people clap on that one. And if that's not enough, you can't even get you to attend Bible study online. But you'll sit here and say, God. You get your little paycheck, you forget all about God and say, oh, I forgot to pay my, you didn't forget. You just didn't pay them. You just didn't give them. Because if it was God first, that would have been the first thing you thought about. Now, how much my tithe going to be? Are you still saying God? Are you still saying God? Are you still saying God? What about with our children? When there's stuff to do for the school, you buy everything for them to do. They want to be in band. A hundred or more folk out there. You will buy them everything for band and you'll take them to practice. But when we ask you to bring them to Bible study for an hour, are you still saying God? Every opportunity you had to give your children God, you did not give it to them. Because they start coming with mama, ain't no, everybody else staying home and playing video games. Everybody else, daddy, going to this place and doing this. No. After we give that time to God, nothing takes to take the place of the time of God. You wonder why our country has backslidden. Move. Walked. Huh? You, you wonder why it's going backwards. It's because we're not putting the first thing, the first thing, and the main thing, the main thing. Along with the whippings, it was God that kept us out of trouble. Oh, y'all don't call it that no more. Oh, along with the little spankings. Spank, spank. Come here. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> I look at my, my daughter's kids. EJ bigger than, than Eli. He is frightened of spanking. You just, you just start telling, oh, I got to have some. No, Papa, you don't have to have any. Yeah, I got to get some. <laughs> but that little one, you will spank him or whip him, and he's still stubborn. That don't phase him. What you got to do, you got to punish him. And when you punish him, that gets him. Sit there, you ain't going nowhere. You don't, don't move. But you whip him, him, that don't phase him. Give me another one. Can I get another round? Get, can I get another round? 
So you got to know how to discipline them. Because you're going you gonna to spank until you get tired. So we can shut God out where we don't have any room for God. I don't ever want to be that place where I don't have no room for God. Then in Psalms 55 and 2 say, hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me and I am distraught. See, my thoughts can get me in trouble. Our thoughts can get us in trouble. How many of your thoughts have gotten you in trouble because your thoughts led you to Make, make this note, make this note, write this, this nugget down. Every action is first a thought. Every action was first a thought. You thought about it before you acted. So your thoughts can, we can control our thinking, but you can shut God out just by your thinking. We can control our thinking, B, because we can bring God in too. Just like we, 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 don't, we don't, we let God out, we can bring God in. How do we know that? Psalms 95, 92 and 5. It says, how great are your works, O Lord, how profound your thoughts. So we can bring the thoughts of God into our lives. Psalms 138, 39 and 17 says, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. We need to have the thoughts of God because they are precious to us. If I think like God wants me to think, I'll stay out of trouble. A lot of us in trouble because the way we were thinking and our thoughts led to an affair. Our thoughts led us to taking things that were not ours. We thought they had enough. I'm do this, I deserve this, so nobody ain't looking. Your thought led you there. People who are locked up, their thoughts led them to jail. And oh, I think I don't have enough money, I'm going to go get something quick way. You thought that. Turned into an action. Why can't we, firstly, why can't we think good things and then it turns into an action? That's why I don't, I don't buy it. Folks say, well, you know, Reverend, I fell out of love with my wife. No, you ain't fall out of love. You've been thinking about loving somebody else. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. You already knew it was wrong before you said it. Wrong was already in your thinking. So you don't love her because that's your thought. Ain't got nothing to do with what she did because if you were committed, ain't had nothing to do with what was done or what not done. If you're committed, you're there to work it out. 
don't know how, I, I just don't, I don't get it. She want me to do all this and won't be, be romantic. I know I know how to be romantic. That's what you're thinking. Your thoughts are not always the, 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 the right thoughts. And sometimes you don't have enough information. And sometimes you reject information. She don't know what she's talking about. I know I'm a Casanova. No, you're not. You don't know how to love her like you ought to love her. Because love invests. Last time I checked, love invests. You don't invest nothing, you don't get no return. I don't know what went wrong with this woman. If you invest in her, she, the whole, her whole demeanor will change. I heard somebody on the front row say, I know that's right, even through the mask. You got to check your investment out. You check on your investment, your stock market, and all that kind of stuff. Well, why don't you check on your investment, which is your wife or your husband? My wife tell me all the time, tell you, uh-huh, I'm, I'm just checking on my investment. I got to see about my, let me step out here, let me see how you look. Well, I got to look like, uh, that's my investment. So ladies and gentlemen, you got to change the way you think. Man, nobody don't want me. I don't know what you're talking about. Five, what, what, six billion people are on this planet? Somebody wants you. I'm damaged goods. I'm, who's not? Who's not? Because you don't never marry anybody perfect. Well, I've been so damaged. See, look how you're thinking. You think you've been damaged too much until you're no good. But I'm here to tell you that if your life is in the broken pieces, God will pick up the pieces and put your life back together again. Who am I talking to in here? You don't have to live broke for the rest of your life. You don't have to live broken for the rest of your life. I know that they took advantage of something and they didn't realize what they had. But God is working on you being a masterpiece. So when the next person come along, they're going to realize they got something great. See, mother man, sister girl, don't get down on yourself. Just, uh, just let God do his preparation work on you. Right now, he's preparing you. Is anybody receiving this right now? Okay. Okay, you have a past. Who doesn't? You got to learn how to push that past behind and press toward where God is taking you. If they don't realize what God is making you, you just say, talk to the hand later. I don't want to talk. They got to realize what God is doing through you is the remake. You are part of this remix. He's restoring you again.
What you didn't have in you before, now God done put a portion of the Holy Ghost in you, and he's stirring it now, and the Holy Ghost is renewing you. You're becoming new wine. Don't judge me by where I've been and what I've been through. Because you'll miss where God has taken me. Because my future look great. My future look bright. I will not allow anything that I've been through uh, to hinder me. But I will allow my past to propel me or springboard me into my future. Because if you know anything, it was the stuff that we went through that made you. It was the stuff, the dirt that made you. It was the stuff that caused you to grow. It was the stuff that made you tough, made you ready, made you look more, made you be more vigilant, that made you see more. It's the stuff that you went through that caused you to grow. Everybody in here know that mess, fertilizer, stinking it all will cause you to grow. I got to have some folk on me, some mess on me. Fertilizer on me. Whether it come from a cow, whatever, but it's going to cause me to grow into a massive plant. Would you point down your and say, it was the stuff that you endured that was the making of you and tell, ask them, say, can I tell you something? They haven't seen anything yet. Because what they see in you today, it will not be tomorrow. Because you are growing day by day. You are growing by leaps and bounds. You got to encourage somebody. Because when you encourage somebody else, God will encourage you. God turned that thing around for Job when he was praying for his friends. Even though his friends were telling him, no, Job, you had to do something. No, Job, it had to be you. You, you was out the box. No, I can't see it, Job. I just can't see God allowing you to suffer like this. And then why come running down? Job, you're looking so bad, honey. Won't you just curse God and die? Lady, you sound like a foolish, foolish woman. Yeah, listen, God, hey, 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 God, give it the Lord, take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'll bless it while I'm going through my message situation. I'll bless it with all these sores on my body. I'll bless him when everybody looking at me uh, like I'm nobody. I come nothing. Kick me to the curb. I gotta bless him anyhow. Don't you forget God in your going through season. Don't you put God out and don't have no room for him when you're going through. Cause when you come out you're gonna be better than what you were in. I can see somebody here now coming out. You coming out with the victory, honey. You coming out with your hands lifted up. You coming out better than what you went in. Oh, they judge you with your mouth. They put their mouth on you, say you wouldn't make it. They said that you ain't got what it takes. They said that, oh, they left you by yourself. Oh, y'all, everybody is down on you. But let me tell you something. If God be for you. 
if God is backing you up, <laughs> I feel like running in this place today. What you talking about? My thought life is going to another level. My thinking is going upward. My thinking is going to be more positive than it ever been before. Just glance your eyes over somebody somebody said, my thinking going to another level. <laughs> I will not think down on myself any longer. I will not prejudge the situation and put my mouth on it saying, well, this is just the way it is. Ah, don't hold it. This is not just the way it is. Here's the Here's the question. Is there anything? She already knew what I was going to say. Too hard for God. Now let's back it up. My God. Because he's a personal God. So your, your situation, I don't care how, I, 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 I do not, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned about how hard it is. Because we say he said he didn't care. I, I'm not concerned about how hard it is. It's never. Did I say never? Never too hard for. What is the hardest case in here this morning? I would love to know what the hardest case is in here this morning because whatever the case that is, it is not. It is not, ladies and gentlemen, too hard for our God. That should have gave you some assurance and reassurance right there. I don't care where you were born. You, yeah. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't. I wasn't born like what y'all had. You know, your mom and your daddy had plenty. I don't know what you're talking about. We were poor and didn't know it. How many of y'all gave that testimony? You were poor and you didn't even know it. You know why you were poor and you didn't know it? Because they loved you. Anytime you're receiving a lot of love in your house, you can be poor and don't even know it. Isn't that true? You were poor and didn't even know. You thought you had everything because you had love. Some people love you with your holes in your pants and everything else, but now it's a style. We thought, we thought, man, they laughed at us when we had holes in our pants or whatever. And now I see the guy, I said, well, something nothing wrong with your pants. They said, but I bought them like that. Well, somebody jipped you. They didn't give you the whole pants. But now they pay good money for holy jeans. I wish that was a style back then. I could have made some money. I would have sold you a whole bunch of holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely shoes. Some of that put cardboard in the bottom of our shoes and all that kind of stuff. But all right, all right, so we can bring God in, right? All right, yeah, so we can bring him in. Now, watch this. We can, we can focus our... Thoughts. Now we got to do that. Hebrews 3 and 1 said, Therefore, holy brethren, who 
share in the heavenly calling. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. Now, that's, that's a, he's, he's telling us to do this. The apostles and high priests whom we confess. So, not only we said we're dealing with uh, controlling our thinking. We said we can shut God out. We can bring him in and we can focus our thinking. I like that. Now, number four, uh, the word of God will reveal our thoughts. Do you agree with that? Our words penetrate beyond human sight. How I know that? Hebrews 4 and 11, 4, 4 and 12, excuse me, says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. That's what your Bible does. So if you want to straighten out your, to your attitude, Get the word involved. Because it'll straighten it out. Not only that, but the word does not show favoritism. If it judge one, it judge all. If it heals one, it, it heals all. If you get the word. James 2 and 4 says, Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? When you show favoritism, he said you got evil thoughts. You got quiet there. Number five, we can choose our thoughts. Say that with me. I can choose my thoughts. In other words, we have a choice. Say that with me. I have a choice. Let's go back to the foundation where we went before, came from before. Philippians 4 and 8 said, Brethren, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I want things to come in my life that will cause me to praise him. Philippians 4 and 8 said, My friends, here in the CEV version, my friend, keep your minds on whatever is true, pure, right, holy, friendly, and proper. Don't ever stop thinking about what is truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. So I told you before, right? Change your thoughts to what? Change your life. Say it, say it with me one more time. Change your thoughts. Change your life. So here it is. Our choice reveals what we are. Now how do I know that? Proverbs 27 and 3. Y'all say it all the time. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. King James verse says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But in the GNB, the Good News Bible, it says, what he thinks is what he really is. So what you're telling me, first lady, this is what we're saying, is that I may not read your mind, I might not be a mind reader, but if I watch your life and hear what you say, you tell me what's on your mind, or you show me what's on your mind by your actions. So, in other words, if a person is telling you something, don't worry about it. You don't have to be a mind reader. I don't know what they're telling the truth. I don't know what they're Just step back and watch. Because they're going to reveal who they really are and what they've been thinking by their actions. Oh, this is good. This is good talk here, y'all. So, what do we say at the beginning? Every act is first what? A thought. 
And then number six, I'm about done now. Thought control involves a spiritual battle. Did you not know there's a fight over your mind? On what you believe? There's a fight over your faith? What did Paul tell us? Fight the good fight of faith, right? Why? Because the enemy is after your faith. He don't want you to believe God, trust God, live by godly principles. He don't want you to do that. So thought light involves spiritual battle. So we're in spiritual warfare. Say that with me. I'm in spiritual warfare. So here it is. We need to dominate our thinking. Come on, say that with me. I need to dominate my thinking. Now, why you say that, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against what? The knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. You know what God say, but something is coming along to deter you or get you off track when you knew what God said. You got the knowledge of it. So when you got the knowledge of it, you got to cast it down. You know in your heart what God done told you. You read it in the Bible what God had told you. He had revealed what he told you. But here comes the imagination saying something different. But now you got the knowledge of God. You cannot play the nut role. You cannot act like you don't know. You can't act foolish. You know what God said. You got the knowledge of God. So what you got to do is cast it down. Your knowledge, your wisdom is against you. You know too much. God has brought you out of too much. He has turned your life around. He drew you out of many waters. He put you back on track. You know too much of God. God has brought you through too much for you to act like God is not who he say he is. You have the knowledge of God. He says we fight to capture every thought until it acknowledges the authority of Christ. Then we got to bring it into the captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. And then finally, we need to direct our thinking. I'm going to bring it in now. We close there. I got to direct my thinking. Musicians, y'all directing y'all thinking. Y'all thinking what I'm thinking? Up in the clothes. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> you got to direct your thinking. Let's read that one more time out of the message Bible. It says, we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies. Tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. There are so many barriers that have been erected, Elder, through television, 
uh, through, uh, 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 through politics, um, through the media, through old uh, 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 fables and wise tales and all that stuff that we done got in our spirit. But God say at this time that barrier that erected against the truth need to be brought down to nothing. Brought down to rubbish. Are y'all hearing me right here? And so fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. So here we are. We need to direct our thoughts. Thank y'all for listening this morning. Thank you for lending me your time just to, to these few moments to tell you about thoughts on our thinking. Thoughts of thinking. Because I don't want my thinking to be stinking. I want my thinking to be exalted by the Lord. I want to think right so I can do right. I want to think right so I can live right. I want to think right so that I can act right around God's people. Are you following me? And so you got to point your thinking in the right direction. Would you look down the row and tell everybody, just point one finger, just an example. Tell them, say, you got to point your thinking in the right direction. Point your thinking in the direction you want it to go. Point your thinking in the direction of Jesus Christ. Point your thinking in the direction of the word of God. Direct your thoughts toward the right answer. Direct your thoughts toward the right direction. Direct your thinking toward the winning in life. Now, how many winners we got in here? Did you not know that you're sitting by a winner right now? Now, they may not look like a winner, but you don't have to look like a winner. And I may not look like what I've been through, but God knows I'm a winner. I'm a champion. When it comes to this life, direct your thinking in the positive. Direct your thinking towards assurance and reassurance. Direct your thinking towards what is able, what he's able to do. Can you say amen? Because he's able. Anybody know he's able? He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. The last time I checked. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think. Can you say amen? He's able. I know he's able. I know that he can do it. He said that he'll help me through it. He's able. I know that he can do it. And he'll help me through it. That's what the songwriter said. He's able. I know he can do it. He said he'll help me through it. Is there anybody here know that God can help you through it? If there's any consolation to you, he's helping you through it right now. Can you say amen? Uh, 
would you look down your road and say, neighbor, come on through it. Can you say amen? Hold on, my brother. Your change is going to come. Be strong, my sister, for your work is not done. Just keep on believing and hold on tight because he's able to give you joy in the morning light. Can I get a witness? I know he can do it. He said he'll help me through it. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hold on, my brother, because change is going to come. Be strong, my sister, because your work is not done. Keep on believing and hold on tight because he will bring joy in the morning light because why he's able he's able how many of you know he's able i know he's able because i tried it for myself can you say amen now you gotta know that he's able in this week to come when you're faced with tough times when you're faced with trials and temptation you gotta know that the lord is able keep you above all can you say amen there's not anything that's coming to man that God is not able to make a way of escape you the greatest escape artist that the world has ever seen because when the devil thought he had you when he's got you backed up into a corner God would download his word in your spirit and you'll see yourself coming out there was no way out can you say amen and you gonna stand and testify that the Lord is able y'all have a good afternoon because I'm here to tell you that the Lord is able you tried everything else you tried what they told you to try I tried the things they said try but I'm telling you right now it was not until I tried Jesus try Jesus he's all right tell your neighbor you've tried all things but I want you to try this one thing look at him and say try Jesus he's all right try Jesus he'll make it all right shout yes 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 yourself a good day. I feel all right today. Got my sidekick back. Got the Holy Spirit back. Can you say amen? Got my encourager back. Got the one that always there. Can my God rub my head every now and then? Can you say amen? And whisper in my ear. It's gonna be all right. Can you shout glory? Y'all have a good day now, huh? but when you're faced with a test or trial, huh? hear the Lord saying, huh? it will be alright. Huh? Shout yes. Huh? Tell yourself, it's going to be alright. It's going to be alright. Huh? Come on, encourage yourself. If somebody won't shake your hand, huh? shake your own hand huh? and say, it's going to be alright. Huh? If nobody won't pat 
you on the back uh, and tell you it's gonna be all right. Uh, pat yourself on the back uh, and say it's gonna be all right. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Thank y'all, winning church. Just a little thoughts on thinking. Just a little thoughts on thinking. In this week to come, you're sitting with, you know, a friend or, you know, your spouse or whatever, or your, you know, uh, your running partner, whatever like that. Y'all just sitting together. Ask them what you're thinking. And then they may say, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm thinking that it's going to be all right. Well, what you thinking? I'm thinking we're going to come out with our hands lifted up in victory. I'm thinking that this too shall pass. I'm thinking that we are more than conquerors. I'm thinking that we are going to overcome this and that. I'm thinking that my body is taking healing right now. I'm thinking that my miracle is right round the corner. What is your, what are you thinking? Because if I change my thoughts, I'll change my life. My life is about to change for the better. I'm about to shift gears and go to a new place in God because my thinking is changing. Are y'all with me today? If you enjoyed the word, just put your hand together and clap those hands. Will you stand with me? Will you stand with me? Stand with me. Come on, deacons. Will you stand with me? I hope I didn't bore your patience today. I hope the word blessed you the same way it blessed me. I was blessed by the word. The word blessed me immensely today. Because Harvey B. needs to change his thinking. See, I can't speak for all of you all, and I hear some of you all saying it, but I know for myself, Harvey B. got to change his thinking. See, my thinking for... When I was back then, that was good for them, but for this new day. See, I come to realize that for me to win souls, mother and elder, that I've got to change the way my, I think in my approach because what other people are receiving from the world, they've had other folk in their ears. So God, I need you to give me a revelation, download something fresh and new in my mind so that I can come back what other folk are putting in their spirit. So I'm going to need God's help. I'm going to need God's presence to help the young adults, to help the teenagers, to help the young people, to help the single people, to help the married folk. I'm going to need God to shift some things in my life. I'm praying for every one of you all that are in ministry. When I say ministry, I'm not talking about you got a call on or nothing like that. I'm talking about whatever God told you to do. If he told you to salvage uh, some people 
who have gone through a divorce and that's your ministry helping divorcees. If you are uh, uh, shipped and you're single, you know what you went through when you were married. Now you're divorced and you're, you're helping single other single people. That's your ministry. I'm talking about whatever ministry that God has laid on your heart to help others. You got the gifts of help, whatever it is. I'm praying that God will change your shift, your thinking, so you can reach those people, so you can help those people. Whatever God is calling you to do, you say, well, well Bishop, my, my ministry is outside these doors. That's good. That's good. That's good. My ministry is outside the doors. I got an inside ministry and I got an outside ministry. That's wonderful. But whatever that ministry is, or you're wrestling with the ministry, I'm praying that God will cause you to think how you can see that mission come to fruition, come to pass. You operate in it. You walk in it. You live in it. I don't want nothing else to derail you or deter you from doing what God called you to do. 